Hello everyone, my name is Zachary Rodier and welcome to episode 30 of the Quarantine Hockey HQ Podcast. This is so exciting, we are at episode 30. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving if you are in the United States. Um, I had a great Thanksgiving, so I hope you did and I hope you've been having a great week and had a great weekend and we're going to start off this new week with a great episode of the Quarantine Hockey HQ Podcast. I'm going to be recapping all of the NHL news this past week. And, you know, the NHL said our target date is January 1st, 2021. And is that even going to happen? We we don't know. And maybe it, it looks like it's going to be a lot later. I'm going to give you all the information. And also going to update you on the financial situation that I detailed in the NHL on episode 29. We're also going to cover some other NHL news. And of course, I'm always working to get more interviews on the podcast. So stay tuned for those in future episodes. But without further ado, let's get into the NHL news and an update on when this NHL season will start. Enjoy the show. All right, well, before we get into uh, the update on this upcoming NHL season, uh, let's get into some NHL news. Uh, If you are a gamer and like NHL 21, well, there is good news because if you like the reverse retro jerseys and the game, uh, lucky for you because NHL 21 now has uh, the reverse retro jerseys. If you are an old school gamer, and like NHL 94, uh, the original game, uh, and you don't have the original NHL 94 game on Nintendo, well, you can now get NHL 94 Rewind on your Xbox or PlayStation. Um, That was a pre-order part of the um, NHL 21, but it's now available if you didn't pre-order NHL 21, I believe, for $10 on the PlayStation and Xbox stores. Um, So... You know, I personally care about the reverse retro jerseys on NHL 21 because uh, I love the jerseys and it's our first look of what it's going to look on players and what the gear and the and the pants and everything's going to look like um, because sadly no hockey is being played right now and we haven't seen a lot of players actually put the whole reverse retro jerseys on. On other NHL news, um, we know that the Seattle NHL expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, uh, they will be ready for the 2021-22 season. They just had their birthday, uh, and they said they will be ready despite the pandemic. Um, and that is definitely, definitely good news. Um, in other news, Maxim Lapierre announced his retirement from the professional hockey on Sunday, the 35-year-old forward scored 139 points, which totaled a 65 goals and 74 assists in 614 regular season games. Over 10 seasons with the Montreal Canadiens, Anaheim Ducks, Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis Blues, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And he helped the Canucks reach the Stanley Cup Final in 2011, where he scored 5 points, Uh, with a total of three goals and two assists in 25 postseason games. Lapierre scored the only goal in Game 5 of that best-of-seven series, a seven-game loss to the Boston Bruins. Lapierre played in the NHL for the Penguins 
in 2014 to 2015 and signed a one-year contract with Modo of the Swedish Hockey League on September 1st through 20 uh, September 1st 2015 excuse me and he played the next five seasons in Europe won a bronze medal for Canada at the 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics and that so the 2014-15 season was the last time he was in the NHL um free agency can't believe I'm saying this, but there are still a ton of free agents that are still out there. Mike Hoffman, he the number one goal scorer and point scorer of this UFA class, he is still available. So is Michael Granlund. He is available as well, um, which honestly is very surprising that uh, he's still out there. Um, and there's just a lot of good players still out there. We don't know. When they will sign, my guess is they will start to sign uh, when we know the NHL season is going to start. Uh, so I'm excited to get that news because then we're going to have more trades and free agency, especially with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Stanley Cup champions uh, because they have some cap-related issues. In other news, World Junior Championship news, uh, Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils and Alexi Lafreniere, the first overall pick from this year's draft, of the New York Rangers will not play in the 2021 Double IHF World Junior Championship. The forwards um, said that they will not be playing because their teams would not release them. The New Jersey Devils general manager Tom Fitzgerald said on Jack Hughes, we need Jack to concentrate on the Devils. The silver lining for Jack and all our young players during this pandemic was a lengthy opportunity to gain strength and weight to compete in the NHL when we start. And, you know, I don't blame. I don't blame the general managers for wanting to do this um, because, A, you are if you let your players go to the World Juniors, you're putting them up for injury. Alexi Lafreniere got injured in the 2020 World Junior Championship, and you don't want them to get injured. These are very valuable assets uh, for each respective team. And you don't want to risk that. And also, you want them to concentrate on the season. You don't know when that's going to happen. But you want them to concentrate on being in the NHL. They're no longer uh, with their young friends in, in the World Juniors. They are now part of the NHL. And I think that's why both general managers made those decisions for the respective players. Um, same thing uh, is Capo Caco. Uh, he will not play for Finland at the World Juniors as well. Um, the general manager uh, for Capocaco hoped the 19-year-old would be made available by the New York Rangers. Um, but just like Alexi Lafreniere of the New York Rangers, the Rangers decided not to release either of them. Um, but for the World Juniors, the Ottawa Senators did something different. Um, they let their number three pick from this year's draft, Tim Stussel, uh, he hopes to be able to join the Ottawa Senators after playing for Germany at the 2020 Double IHF World Junior Championship. He said, that's my goal to play there this season. I'm hoping it works out like that. I'm expecting to be ready for the World Juniors with Team Germany. And after that, we'll see what's going to happen. I don't know if he's 100% going to be able to make the Ottawa roster this year. I think he will. Um, but unlike Alexi Lafreniere, it's not a lock for um, Tim Stuchel. Um, but, you know, with other NHL news, 
The Tampa Bay Lightning continue to celebrate their Stanley Cup as they should. And we also have some one sad uh, NHL news to share that happened right before I am recording this podcast. And this is that Neil Armstrong, a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame, who officiated 1,744 regular season games as an NHL linesman, has died and passed away Sunday at the age of 87. The father of the St. Louis Blues general manager, uh, Doug Armstrong, worked in the NHL from 1957 to 1978. He became a scout for the Montreal Canadiens and held an off-season job as a golf pro after retiring and was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1991. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said throughout his 21-year career as an NHL linesman, Neil Armstrong's numbers spoke for themselves. As one of only eight linesmen working in the league during the most during the first half of his career, he totaled almost 2,000 regular season games and Stanley Cup playoff games as a remarkable 18-year consecutive in the Stanley Cup Finals from 1960 to 1977. However, when one reflects on Neil's incredible impact on the game and the attributes that earned him introduction into the Hockey Hall of Fame, it is it was the universal respect that the general managers and coaches and players and his peers had for him that stood out the most. He brought integrity, passion, and dedication to our game, and his influence inspired new generations of officials long after he worked his last game in 1978. We send our deepest condolences to Doug and the entire Armstrong family. And that is a beautiful statement by Commissioner Gary Bettman. And to be honest with you, um, I, as a young kid, and right now uh, I am a referee in youth leagues and around uh, Columbus, Ohio, and that being, you know, being in that position, a lot of hockey players, a lot of fans, never in that position as a linesman or a referee. Um, but, you know, I took, I started refereeing because I want to be part of the game in a different aspect. And being part of the refereeing community definitely gave me a different perspective on the league. And just hearing about Neil Armstrong, him passing away, it hit different and it's definitely sad, especially with so much and how much impact he made on the NHL community. Uh, he's a Hockey Hall of Famer and he made a big impact on the NHL and the NHL officiating uh, as a whole. And again, uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman sent his condolences, but I send my condolences to the Armstrong family as well. So we have some other NHL news to get into this week. Um, and I didn't have a podcast episode last week because, frankly, sadly, no talks happened. Nothing nothing substantial happened uh, in the NHL. That whole week, we just got, you know, ongoing discussions are going on uh, and things like that. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't a lot of news, ongoing discussions between the NHL and NHLPA officials. It was the same stuff. They're talking, they're talking, they're talking, but nothing was getting done, um, especially since when I recapped everything last uh, two weeks ago, 
that I was talking about the financial issues between the NHL and the NHLPA, with the NHL asking players to put more money in escrow and defer more salary from this season to another season. And the NHLPA got mad about that. And there was a bad taste in their mouths and that the NHLPA, the Players Association, wasn't talking to the NHL and that we may not get an NHL season. That was two weeks ago. And there hasn't been a lot of news since, but I'm going to give you as much information as we have. Um, So the NHL still hopes to drop the puck in early January, uh, which is a month away. And according to Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic and TSN, he said this on December 1st, uh, so six days ago, uh, when I'm recording this and seven days ago when the podcast comes out, saying Elixor said this morning the target date of January 1st hasn't shifted and that talks with the NHLPA continue. But by his own opinion, given the COVID numbers, it's is that the season will be delayed. Um, but we'll see how that goes. And that same day, he also said that the players return to play committee had another call scheduled for that uh, December 1st afternoon. And he said that 16-player committee meets regularly, and one source on the committee says a season will start somewhere around January 20th through February 1st, making more sense at this point. But again, nothing was decided. So then we had some more drama. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but when Marc-Andre Fleury, his agent, released a tweet with Marc-Andre Fleury, Marc-Andre Fleury having a sword through his back with the sword saying Coach DeBoer of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, His name is Alan Walsh. He is the general manager, uh, excuse me, the agent for Marc-Andre Fleury and many other uh, players in the league. He had some strong words for the NHL saying the NHL is soft, floating the idea with the media that if no deal with the NHLPA is reached on return to play, it can unilaterally invoke force majeure and cancel the NHL 2020-2021 season. There are many flaws to this. I don't know where to start. Does the NHL really think it can demand an additional $300 million in concessions from players after negotiating the financial terms of the 2021 season during the pandemic four months ago? The players agreed to accept 72% of their contracts due to the pandemic. NHL player owners cannot now assert they don't like the deal, demand $300 million more from the players, and if the players don't give in, cancel the season by invoking force majeure, which is canceling basically means to cancel the season um, because things don't work out and they basically say we have the power to do that. Uh, Alan Walsh continues saying, in reality, if the NHL cancels the 2021 season because players won't give another $300 million in concessions, that is a lockout, which is expressly prohibited by CBA Article 7.1b. If the NHL lawyers are advising owners they have a winning case here, I suggest they go back to law school, uh, Alan Walsh says. Owners will be subjecting themselves to billions in potential damages if they falsely invoke force majeure to cancel the season. So, I mean, that is a lot of very, very strong words um, from Alan Walsh, who represents Many, many players for Octagon Hockey um, as a sports agent. 
Very strong words. And Darren Dreger of TSN says, if this is response in the item of the NHL potentially cause closing the season, uh, and force majeure could be applied if the NHLPA legally challenged a canceled season, neither side wants to cancel the season. This is purely a response and speculation on the PA's strategy. Uh, so that was one day. Uh, and then we moved to the next day, December 2nd. Gary Bettman appeared on the Sports Business Journal panel. Uh, it was a panel called Deal Makers in Sports. And uh, he talked and on the p- possibility of a January 1st start to the NHL season, he said, that is a work in progress influenced largely by what we're hearing from medical experts. On the NHL's recent offer to the NHLPA, Gary Bettman said, we're not having negotiations. We're not seeking to renegotiate. He said it adds, he adds that the NHL is looking for ways to avoid stresses on the system because players could, would be paid more than 50% under the memo of understanding deal. And while I understand that, it kind of seems like they're going to renegotiate because they're asking players for an extra $300 million. Um, so, and he says there's stresses on both ways, but it seems more like a stress on the NHL owners because how is it a stress on the system if NHLPA, oh, if the if the players are making $300 million instead of giving it away? It would be, right now it's a stress on the NHL owners, but if the NHLPA and the players give the $300 million, then it would be a stress on the players. So neither side's really going to win in this scenario. And Bettman says that it's unfortunate and inaccurate how conversations with the NHLPA have been portrayed in the media. He says, we have been very clear, absolute, unequivocal. This is not attempt to renegotiate. So he's making that clear. But again, at the same time, if they're asking for money, it, it doesn't make sense. And Gary Bettman says that the focus is finding a way through uh, this season so it can get back to normal with the help of vaccinations by next fall. He says, we are hopeful and optimistic based on everything we're hearing that we can get back to normalcy in 2021-2022 season. And that is so important because if you're a hockey fan, you know 2021 2022 season is when we will have 32 teams. The Seattle Kraken will come into the league. And if you're Seattle and the NHL, you want that season to be back to normal and everything to be perfect for the start of that new franchise. Now, you know, that same day, Pierre Lebron of The Athletic and TSN say his name a lot. He says that not to make too much about it, but he heard that Gary Bettman of the NHL, the commissioner of the league, and Don Fear, the director of the NHL Players Association, recently spoke to break their silence with each other. Uh, He said they spoke again over the last few days, and he doesn't know if that means anything, but said the day after that ongoing contact uh, between the NHL and NHLPA were happening. So the communication remains open. Uh, So they weren't talking for a few days, but it's very, very good news that the NHL and the players are talking again and trying to get things going. But there's been no major developments at this point. The day after, we hear 
and this was just a few days ago on December 4th, Frank Cervelli of TSN says that sources say that the NHL shared a draft schedule with the NHLPA on Thursday, one including a 56-game regular season. Um, and the you know this is very big news because even though the financial talks are causing issues, the NHL is still working on schedules and making a reduced schedule. They were always saying we want 82 games, but now they're moving to 56 games, uh, which I think definitely makes a lot of sense because the NHL wants to get back to normal for next season. He said that traps were based on a January 1st start, but sides discussed pushing that back to January 15th or 16th. Uh, and he also said that it's difficult to say that progress has definitely been made given the economic issues and the COVID-19 numbers, um, but it is very positive that this is coming out. And, you know, when I talk about January 1st, January 15th, when do I think the NHL season is going to start? To me, January 1st doesn't make sense anymore. And that's just because, I mean, it's just unrealistic. I'm recording this on January, on December 6th, right? And that that's that's less than a month away from January 1st, which is when the league wants to start. So you're saying that if the NHLPA wants to start, they first have to give their players um, that are in Europe to at least a, like, a good heads up to get down back to America and Canada. And if you're in Canada, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So let's say today on Sunday, December 6th, when I'm recording this podcast, like five seconds after I'm done recording this episode, that the NHLPA and the NHL agree to terms and say we're coming back and players need to come back um, tomorrow or over the next two days. So let's say all players from Europe come back tomorrow, uh, when the, which is when the podcast is released on December 7th. And they go to Canada and they have to quarantine for two weeks. So that gets them to one week at the 14th. And at the 21st, that is two weeks. That's two weeks. And that's the 21st of December. And then after quarantine... You want to get the players to go to training camp. They're not going to have training camps during Christmas. Um, I would see that unlikely. Uh, so maybe you have a few days there. And then you have one week of training camp, less than a week of training camp. And then you start on January 1st. And that's to assume that tonight the NHLPA comes back and that the day after all players arrive at their home cities from Europe. And that's just not realistic. The NHL is not going to agree tonight. They could agree next week. They could agree this week. They could agree in three weeks to come back. And after that, after they agree, players aren't going to arrive in their cities in one day. It's going to be at least a week until the NHL knows that all their players are back in the U.S. and Canada and can start quarantining in Canada. So it's just so unrealistic that you would have a start on January 1st because it's it's just so unlikely, especially because of the travel and everything that has to happen. Now, what I do see is training camp starting on January 2nd because that's realistic. 
If the NHL agrees this week, I would say by Friday that they're coming back. You have the week of the 13th, the week of the 20th to come back and quarantine and get ready. You have three weeks buffer there to get back and quarantine and test. And then for the second, you're there for for training camp and have a week, a two weeks of training camp and for teams that weren't in the bubble to have a few days before that um, to quarantine uh, and have an extra few days of training camp. That makes sense. But it, like I said, it's just so unrealistic. Like it would basically have, the NHL would basically have to say we're coming back tonight in order to even make it happen. Um, as to me, it just seems so, so unrealistic. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, training camps, it's, I think it's going to happen near the second. Um, but Pierre Lebrun says January 15th is being discussed and that it's really no choice given that January 1st doesn't seem realistic and you still have to figure out the economic issues. Um, so, you know, there's so many questions to be out. Is it going to be 52 games, 56 games? What about the roster size? Will more teams be able, will the teams be able to bring more players to each city uh, for each game? That we don't know as well. So there's so many things in the air that we just don't know about. And then you bring in that we we had information from Pierre Lebrun um, and Elliot Friedman that said, okay, well, we're now hearing that, well, the NHL and different players are thinking about, they're, they're thinking about, you know, having outdoor games. Um, because they're skipping outdoor games, they want to have outdoor games so they can have fans. Um, because in some places, like L.A. and New York and Boston and Pittsburgh, you can't have people in arenas, but you can have them at stadiums. So would some teams think about having outdoor games? Uh, for not just one day, but for a long time, significantly for most of their home games. I think that's a very brilliant idea, but on a financial point of view, you have to see, does it make financially, it doesn't make sense because having an outdoor arena, getting that stadium is very, very expensive. So does it pay to have no fans or does it pay to put all that money to have you know to have fans outside um by paying a lot a lot of money for that so there's a lot of things that have to be investigated and a lot of things that can happen this week so i'm looking forward to next week being a big week in the nhl um because i feel that hopefully we have some things getting done and that there's some news because if we don't have more nhl news and that nothing's getting done this week, we could be talking about February 1st starting. Um, because if things aren't getting done, it's going to be very, very difficult to get started um, to get started uh, with anything uh, regarding the NHL uh, and January 15th. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, but let's talk about some other hockey news. Um, besides that, I know all of that can be very confusing. So if you don't understand, let us know on social media or at anchor.fm slash quarantine hockey HQ. But in other news, I've been talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning in their cap situation and their RFAs. Well, they signed, re-signed one of their RFAs, Mikhail Sergachev, to a three-year contract worth $4.8 million per year. A three-year contract, a very good contract for him. And then in other hockey news, uh, we know that the W, the, the players, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, um, they unveiled their new Toronto-based team, the NWHL, I believe. Their Toronto-based team is the Team Sonnet for Toronto. It's a Toronto-based team. Um, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. Uh, again, Toronto-based team, Team Sonnet. Uh, on Wednesday, it prepares for its second season of the Dream Gap Tour. Um, and that is very exciting. Uh, also, the NWHL announced that they will have a shortened season. That is the National Women's Hockey League. They will have a shortened season. It will span from January 23rd to February 5th per the league's release. The event is represented in partnership with the New York State Olympic Regional Development Authority. They will have the Isabel Cup playoffs there and a mini regular season so they can award um, the Cup this year and still have a season. Uh, so very, very excited to see that and see how things go. Um and honestly, that is all the NHL news uh, this week. I uh, can't wait to see what happens in the future. Hopefully, we will get news in the NHL, the NHLPA, um, get together with, they, they figure out their money issues, and they also can figure out how everyone can play hockey again in a safe manner. But that is all the NHL news there has been for the past two weeks. And uh, let's get right into the outro. I hope you enjoyed this episode of NHL News and everything else around that, including update on this upcoming NHL 2020-2021 season. And, you know, it's going to be a 2021 season because there's probably going to be no games in, in the uh, 2020 uh, for this upcoming season. Um, but I hope you enjoyed all of that news. Make sure you follow us on social media on Twitter at Hockey HQ Podcast, Instagram and Facebook at Quarantine Hockey HQ. If you want to send us a message, do that on social media or at anchor.fm slash Quarantine Hockey HQ. Like I said, we're working to get interviews back. I hope to hear about some NHL news this week, and hopefully we will speak to you next Monday on episode 31 of the Quarantine Hockey HQ Podcast. My name is Zachary Rodier. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.